My friends in Many Mountains, M-A-N-Y-M-O-U-N-T-A-I-N-S, have just released an album called Never Looking Back. You can find it on Apple Music, Spotify, etc. Uh, they also have an Instagram, Many Mountains Music, and their Facebook page is Many Mountains. Um, let's see, what else we got here? Oh, this is a song called Life's a Game. Um, congratulations, Dustin and Katie. You've done a fantastic job. If I could write a song about how everybody feels Someone might come along and offer me a deal But if I take that deal I might not like what I get End up a dull-colored pinata One that's filled with regret Life is a game <laughs> Life is a game If I took a hundred thousand dollars out on a loan Well, I could go to university and become a clone where people just then might begin to treat me right Invite me to the parties that they have at night Where I'm wearing fancy suits And I'm smoking fine cigars I'm boasting about my timeshares in my elegant cars And when the time comes to leave I'm gonna ask someone's wife She'd like to hop a plane to Vegas To blow on my dice Cause life is a game Life is a game Life is a game Life is a game Due to my genetics I've got crooked teeth So all my grandma dreams are just beyond my reach Gonna have to wallow in my sorrows at the local 46 just drumming on my six string just to get my fix Cause life is a game Life is a game Life is a game Life is a game You heard it Follow your heart But if you do They're gonna tear you apart It's such a shame But life's a game Welcome to the Poptimist Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Berryman, and today we have a co-host, Zach Lehman. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the underscore Poptimist, Twitter at the Poptimist, well, it's the underscore Poptimist, Facebook's the Poptimist Podcast, SoundCloud, Apple Music, well, actually, it's the Apple Podcasting app. Uh, you can tell me to go fuck myself at the Poptimist Podcast at gmail.com. So, we saw a movie a few weeks ago. What movie did we see together? You were never really here. Starring? Joaquin Phoenix. Our hero. Our savior. Probably the greatest actor of his generation. 
or one of them. So was this movie a prequel or a sequel to I'm Still Here? <laughs> I don't know. What would it be? You think it'd be what? What do you think? Prequel. Yeah, and then he like he so so he at the end of the movie like he goes on he becomes Joaquin Phoenix the celebrity. Yeah. The mountaintop water drop. The mountain drop. Mountaintop water drop. Yeah, I like that. I can get behind that that it's a prequel. What did you think of the movie? I loved it. I'd say it was. What is it? May right now. Yeah. Probably the best movie I've seen this year. Really? Yeah. We, we saw it at the Bell Court. Yeah. Nice theater. Nice theater. It was definitely the most interesting movie I've seen this year. Like, I'm surprised they put it out when they did and didn't save it for the fall. Although it's a little weird to run for awards, award season. It was very cerebral. Yeah, very. Very meditative. Well, very meditative, but not, like, in love with itself. It's only, like, an hour and a half long. No. It was very to the point. So the story was Joaquin Phoenix played a guy named Joe who was... Like in a, he was kind of an assassin. He would find like kidnap people. It seemed yeah, like. Yeah, he, he, he was a hitman. Yeah, he just did like dirty jobs with a hammer. Mm-hmm. Hammer was his preferred weapon of choice. Yeah, and Zach is. Which I dug. He has a new fetish for hammers. Yeah, I, I There's, no there's idea. one sitting on the countertop here. He's just. I thought hammers were just for doing housework, so I just wanted to stay away from them. But no, now, that, now that I know you can put them in people's heads, I'm like. They're for murders, too. Yeah. So yeah, so he what? So what happened? Oh, it was a senator hires him to get his daughter who's been missing, and he got a ransom note. His teen daughter, yeah, probably early teens, maybe thirteen. And or then 14. from there, like things just get out of control. What I loved about it is it was like basically you could take the same story and make like a Stallone action movie, but they gave it to someone really interesting, Lynn Ramsey, who made it an art film, right? And it is based on a book. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, Jonathan something, but. Anyway, I like when they take like a really simple story that could be, you know, straight to DVD action or, and they make something like really meditative. It's like when an artist, when, um, an artist takes a pop song and does a jazz version of it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. When you take something that's like, so it's kind of like fast food, but then you show people that it can be something a little bit more. Yeah. One of the most interesting things about the movie was that it was super violent. But you saw almost none of the violence. You saw the after effects. That was really interesting. I've yeah. never seen someone film a movie like that. And it was dark. It made it darker. The fact that the camera would be kind of skewed every time something really violent happened. Yeah, because every single time that there was an act of violence, like when he goes into that, that uh, the brothel. To get the girl. To get the girl, to rescue her from, from yeah. these fucking pimps. Degenerates. Degenerates. He goes in there and it cuts to all Bad security, hombres. yeah, security camera footage, mm-hmm. and and you still barely see even on the security camera footage. You just see him as a, like a shadowy figure. Basically, yeah. he's in a hoodie yeah. and he just knocks on a door. A dude comes out and he just mm-hmm. hits him in the head with a hammer, but it doesn't even show it directly. Yeah, that movie was like unrelenting. It was like a gut punch. Yeah, Walking Phoenix was amazing. The only actor better in the movie than Walking Phoenix was Walking Phoenix's beard. Which was awesome. It did have a starring role. I had very few guys can pull off an unkept beard, just like with fucking hairs going everywhere. Joaquin Phoenix does it. Well, it really showed that he was uh, the mental state that he was in. Yeah, I'm actually. I read some reviews, and people would be like, they said the cliched thing of like, "Oh, it's a meditation on violence." I don't really think it's a meditation on violence. I think the whole movie is just a meditation on loneliness. Yeah, it was definitely a film about PTSD. Yeah, 
because Joaquin Phoenix was uh, yeah he went through a lot and he that was the other thing I like you didn't fully see all the shit he you went didn't through. see all the shit he uh, yeah <laughs> you he, see it was little bits fragments yeah it was momentary because when when you experience a traumatic event like that you don't even know what's happening your yeah. mind plays tricks on you so yeah. it just plays these parts that you can kind of remember and mm-hmm. like they would cut to him his dad. Um, and his dad had a hammer. Mm-hmm. So it was things like that. And, and you didn't even see fully what happened with his No. Dad. You didn't see any of that shit. And I like that. I like a movie that doesn't need to explain something. It doesn't need to sit you down. Like, I don't need those answers. What I need is to know about Joe. The story. And to know his evolution. I, I liked it a lot. I don't want to spoil it, but... People no, we, we, can, we can spoil it for you sure. Spoil it? Yeah, fuck yeah. So what's interesting is when he... So he finds a girl. There's that whole... A whole conspiracy comes out, just like in, you know, if it was like a Mark Wahlberg action movie. Yeah. He goes after the girl, and then at the very end, that last scene is so interesting when they're in the diner together. Oh, yeah. And Joe's lost everything. like, And he had so little, like he lost, you know. His this, mom. His mom. That his one business partners, his who, friends. Yeah, who seemed like he was his only friend. And then that girl gets up to leave. And I think Joe thinks that, like, I've done the last good thing I can do. And I've got nothing left. And then it shows him shoot himself in the head. Which usually I'm not for like suicide scenes. But it was interesting because it was the first piece of violence you see straight you, on. Yeah, you see directly. And yeah. it waited until the end of the film. And then when yeah. it happens, you weren't expecting it. And yeah. that is the biggest gut punch probably in the movie. And I that's, say. yeah, I think that's why she decided to show all the, film all the other violence the way she did. Because then when you see him shoot himself, you're like, you're taken aback. Because you don't expect it. And then they let it sit for so long, him sitting there, after he shoots himself, you're like, shit, is this the end of the movie? Which, if that had been the end of the movie, I would have been pissed off. I'm like, really? But then, so it turns out he didn't shoot himself, and the girl comes back. Says, what are we going to do? It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. That's what it ends on, is them saying that it's a beautiful day. That's why I think it's a meditation on loneliness, because at the end... He finds someone to be with and to care about. Yeah, he just To take care of. Yeah, that's it. He found his reason to live. A simple but uh, very good movie. In addition to that, recently the sixth Arctic Monkeys album came out, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Um, I personally thought that this album was kind of a slow burner, and I think it's going to be seen as one of their, their great albums as time goes on. Has it gotten good reviews? It's gotten okay reviews. There's been a lot of people who have been pissed about it, and there's been a lot of people who've been excited about it. It's definitely their most musical album. Like fan-wise, people are split? Yeah, because um, their last album, their fifth album, which was AM, that came out in 2013, that was definitely their most commercial album. Yeah. Um, It it had almost like a a hip-hop feel to a lot of the production, Mm -hmm. and it was very deliberate. It seemed like they were trying to finally break through to America, and they did, and they succeeded in a huge way. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and now it was time for album number six and a lot of this album, um, the singer Alex Turner, it it was like he deliberately decided to not go super commercial like they did last time. Cause even when they went commercial, they were still weird. They were still themselves. Well, he kind of has the freedom to do that. now. He has the freedom to do that because they finally broke in America in a big way. Yeah. And the interesting thing that they did with this album is they didn't release any singles. Mm -hmm. They released one 42-second teaser a month before the album came out to announce it. Yeah. So they didn't even do a whole marketing campaign. So they kind of went 
the Beyonce route and almost they gave very little information mm-hmm. and then they dropped the album and they since they didn't release a single you weren't really knowing what to expect sound wise. Do you like that better then? Yeah, I think this is gonna be this is more this album's more in the vein of their third album, Humbug, mm-hmm. which is seen, I think, among fans as their as their most creative and most artistic work. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not the most commercial album, but it has some of their best musical moments. That was a real turning point for them. And looking back on the previous five albums going into this one, it really seemed like the AM was the end of their youth, mm-hmm. and this album was the start of their maturity. Because mm-hmm. um, musically speaking, it's their most complex. It has a lot, a lot of jazzy chords. A lot of it was composed on piano. And I personally love it. Um, I love everything about them. I think that this, this album, to me, it really sounds like they're trying to go... He was really criticizing, I think, a lot of L.A.'s culture. And I think spiritually, this is in vain with their, their first album also because he was very blunt in his lyrics mm-hmm. when he wrote about kind of where he was growing up and the music scene that they were in there. Mm-hmm. And then the jump to the sixth album, he's doing it on a macro, much bigger scale. And the whole thing is supposed to be like a, uh, uh, an allegory or a metaphor or some shit for Los Angeles, living in Los Angeles. He's a British rock star living in a area that's not really his own. And this, right. this album sounds like isolation. Yeah. Uh, even down to the production, it sounds very particular. Um, but I thought it was really impressive overall. Um, thumbs up on that. They're playing at Ascend Amphitheater on June 18th, and I'm definitely going to that. I'm excited to see what songs they play from this album, if they're going to play the full thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll, it'll be a good show. The other thing that's been going on lately is we entered into another alternate reality again. Uh-huh. How so? Uh, Kanye West and his tweets about <laughs> Donald Trump have been causing yeah. some controversy. It's been a huge stir. People yeah. have been freaking out about it. What are your thoughts on the whole situation? Um, well, Kanye West is batshit crazy, obviously. Yes, agreed. But, I mean, he has the freedom to be. He's an artist, right? Yeah. I think, well, what I think it shows, I mean, he hasn't really... He had one really stupid comment that everyone seems to really latch on to. And that was when he did the TMZ interview and he said some crazy, he was just babbling some bullshit. And he said something about, you know, 400 years of slavery, that sounds like a choice. And then he went on, he was talking about like mental prisons. It was like a very stupid way to make the He didn't he word what he, his idea correctly. Right, because technically some people have said that just in a much more intellectual way, like Harriet Tubman would talk about that, about that, you know, slavery, you know, white people really destroyed the mentality of a lot of black people and their families and, you know, made them feel like they were animals. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what Kanye was trying to say. But anyway, his tweets and stuff, I mean, I, I'm all for it. I think that diversity of thought is like, there's not much of it as far as artists go, especially when it comes to, to politics and philosophy. It's like they all want to toe the line and think a certain way. And I think the only point he's made, he hasn't even said he supports Donald Trump. He's kind he's of... He's Trump neutral. Yeah, he's just kind of said, like, I like some stuff that he says, but he's just trying to make the point that freedom of... You know, artists are better when there's freedom of thought. And there's, it's so weird to see the aggressive reaction to everything he said when not, he hasn't said anything that crazy. It's just, if you say... If you praise any right-leaning thinker and you're an artist, suddenly you're evil. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's he been classified. He, he really flipped the script on a lot of people because out of everyone 
that could have possibly came out in support of Donald Trump or not even in support of yeah. Donald Trump. Just no, again, just Trump saying, neutral yeah, saying, just saying I'm open to what he know, has to say. Good things happening. Well, there was one tweet in particular that stuck out to me. It says, you don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. <laughs> He's my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with everything everyone does. That is what makes us individuals, and we have the right to independent thought. Yeah. And that's one of the ones that people freaked out about. Yeah, but I mean, again, like the only point he's making—I mean, the the dragon energy thing is like Charlie. That's that shit. Yeah, that's very Kanye West dragon energy. He is making a good point, which is that we've reached this point with like where you say something and then people assume you think ten other things. When especially if you're an artist, you should be one hundred percent individual. There's no artist who should one hundred percent agree with another artist because that's a very scary world. Yeah, artists should be. You know, they should always disagree with each other. It's a, it's a gang, weird gang mentality that we're having now because of the internet. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I, uh, I put this up on Instagram and I asked people what they thought. These, these were their responses. Thought about what? The Kanye West thing? The Kanye West. I posted that, that tweet on my Instagram oh, okay. and I asked people what they thought okay. about it. Bill people Brantley okay. said someone told him it was all lipstick on a pig. Mike Hinder, friend of the show, my guess is it's been a minute since he's been in the headlines, so he figured this would get him some retweets. Mm -hmm. That's possible. Spacebar West, I think good salesmen know a good salesman when they see him. Kanye obviously respects Trump. They both get shit on constantly by the media and both keep rocketing to the top regardless. Which I would say that's pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think part of this whole thing with Kanye is that he is... Promoting a new album, but I also believe that he does want people to stop being so divided. And I think maybe he's getting, he's becoming an older artist. He's getting, he's gained some life experience. He's been in this position now for a while and maybe Mm. he's thinking, shit, I want to start doing some good before I start running for president in 2024. (laughs) I mean, who knows? It could all be a publicity thing. I mean, he is married to Kim Kardashian. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are getting divorced before the years, though. That's funny that you say that. One of the tweets that I saw mm-hmm. that Kanye posted, he said, "My wife just called me to to say that I don't to remember to specify that yeah. I don't agree with everything Trump says or some shit like and that." And I saw I didn't read the article, but I saw a headline um, that said Kim Kardashian said she got her first gray hair, and it was because of Kanye. And Kanye is definitely someone like Kim Kardashian, all about her brand. Her life is her brand. Yeah. He's hurting that brand. Kanye doesn't give a fuck, dude. He's he's probably willing to get a divorce over his beliefs. Oh, I'm sure. He doesn't give a fuck. And was that marriage ever really going to last? No. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. First World Collective TV said, hashtag sunken place news. Kanye makes controversy almost as well as he makes music. Nothing should surprise people with him anymore, yet it always does. I would say. Well, it is surprising. I mean, him being crazy is not surprising, but the things he says, yeah, it is always surprising. Like, this is very surprising. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't something that I was expecting. And, and the other thing that he did was he posted pictures of him uh, with Scott Adams, and he posted a picture of his son, MAGA Hat. Mm-hmm. And another reality reboot point happened whenever Trump t- retweeted Kanye and tweeted back at him. Yeah. That's the, that's the world that we're living in right now. I know. It's we're crazy. living in an alternate reality. There are no rules. Yeah. You can make life anything you want to make it's it. It's crazy. You know what's crazy too? Trump is like, and I mean, I, I hate talking about Trump. I'm so sick of it. But 
it's interesting that Trump is so hated by celebrities, and yet he's pretty ingrained with celebrities. After Roseanne had the success, uh, the rating success with her show, he called her. Yeah. Uh, he retweeted Kanye West. He's talked about Joy Villa on Twitter. He's talked about Sylvester Stallone on Twitter. So, like, there are people who he's still ingrained in that culture. He's one of them. Well, he, how long did The Apprentice run for? <sighs> a long time. Because there was Celebrity Apprentice. So it was like, oh, like a decade at least? At least, yeah. Oh, uh, Kanye West, speaking of shows, someone said this to me on Twitter, which I kind of gave up arguing because I, I don't do Twitter fights. Just FYI to everybody. Um, was, he was saying that, you know, oh, what Kanye is doing. Because I was making the point, I wrote an article about comparing Kanye West, you know, the shit he's been saying to uh, Jim Carrey recently. Jim Carrey does these, like, weird-ass paintings of, like, they're just weird. They're, like, very anti-Trump. It's, like, Trump naked at the doctor. It's, like, yeah. very weird. Whatever. He can do Pictured of Sarah Sanders. Yeah, he's, uh, he's an artist. He can do what he wants. I don't like him, but whatever. But my point that I was trying to make is why is Kanye getting so much shit? And yet Jim Carrey, they're like, no, he's completely sane. Because if Kanye's batshit insane, so is Jim Carrey. Yeah. Well, and Kanye, it is art because he's talked about this is all spurred on by a, a book, a philosophy book he's working on. Then he released the song Ye Versus the People, which is all about all this sort of transitioning in his thoughts that he's going through. And it's mm-hmm. a good song. So people should listen to that too. Him and T.I. It's basically like not a rap battle, but like a discussion about... A conversation. Yeah, about his uh, Kanye's beliefs and like the effect they're having. and Which some could argue it's having a positive effect. I think it's having a really positive effect. I think a lot of, uh, you know, like I've, I've seen polls come out that like, Trump's uh, approval rating among black Americans has gone up. A lot of them probably see, like, oh, Kanye's saying what he wants. Maybe I can just say what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or maybe they, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not black, so I guess I can't really speak to that. Yeah. But. Yeah, I I really think it's weird, man. You know, especially with the arts and creativity, it's it's like you have to have a a strong, you have to be, like, a strong left-leaning person but even if even if you're neutral now you're considered yeah conservative yeah it was uh um i was about to name drop somebody but i'm not gonna name drop somebody but anyway uh it's if you're not a thousand percent against trump then you're a thousand percent for him yeah that's like the weird reality we're living in especially with artists which is weird artists it's like the media or a lot of the mainstream media a lot of public figures act like you need to be aggressively anti-Trump. And it's like not every artist is political and not every artist is completely left-leaning or completely against Trump. Or maybe they are against Trump, but they don't want to be a thousand percent against him because what fucking good does that do? No. Like, I don't like him. I didn't vote for him, but, you know, I'm not going to disagree with everything he does just because he does it. Yeah. that does not make sense. Yeah, there, there's some good things that he's doing, like the... Uh He's making the opi- opioid crisis in this country right now like one of his his top priorities. Yeah, I mean, I like that he's brought that into public discourse, but obviously, like the drug war needs to, you know, there needs to be some major changes there. I think which I, he's not going to make. He may with marijuana. He may. Well, he told Sessions to stop prosecuting right. people for for weed. Right, and, and I if, think that's the first step to. Yeah, if he really did that, then that's that's the kind of shit that I was hoping he would do. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I, I think but again, it's like shit like that. It's like then you have people on 
I hate using like words like left and right and stuff, but you have people who are very anti-Trump who then they have to run in circles to criticize him when he does something good. And it's like, it doesn't help your cause to do that because then if you're going to criticize him for things, like if he ended the wars tomorrow. How could you spin that in a negative way? But they would. They would. Guaranteed. CNN would spin it. Every artist who hates him would spin it. And that's the shit that then you just create more Trump supporters because then people go, oh, that's the alternative. Well, fuck you. You Yeah. I mean, so I think people, especially if you're anti-Trump, you need to switch up your strategy and start taking him a little seriously and start disagreeing on the issues. Because if you just disagree with everything he does, you just look stupid and you're going to guarantee him re-election. Well, yeah. And I... When it comes to, to people and political beliefs and everything like that, it's it's always so hot button. People are so ingrained with their political beliefs as part of who they are that they personally feel insulted. And it's just like you can disagree with someone yeah. and and even disagree is not the right word. It's just have a different belief because it's not like I'm not telling yeah. – I'm not going to say that you're wrong for believing that. Well, and I think I think that's an interesting point that you know maybe Kanye knows he's making, maybe he doesn't know he's making. But what I'm taking from it is – one of the problems with politics right now, politics, philosophy, like everything, is everything's so tribal now. Like you have to belong to something. Yeah. So if you're anti-Trump, you belong to the resistance. If you're left-leaning, you belong to liberals. You know, you belong to conservatives, you belong to the religious right, whatever. Everyone kind of has their tribe. And it's almost like when you insult someone's sports team, they get really offended. They want to fight. But if you just start thinking like an individual and go, well, I think this over here and this over here... We're not going to live in that world where we can't talk to each other because then you're going to be interested by every person you meet, you know, and you're going to want to expand your mind as opposed to just simply being like, well, you don't belong to the same team as me. Fuck you. That's stupid. It gets nothing done. Well, it gets nothing done. That's how we got Trump as president in the first place. Yeah. That's how in 2016 it's Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump and 80% of America's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was a that was a really brutal election. And you know what was crazy about that election? It wasn't the actual that was the angriest summer that I've ever experienced in my life. Mm. But as a side effect, that was when the clown thing was happening too. <laughs> it was like this That's weird right. American symptom. That was when we were going through the, the looking glass. <laughs> that was when we were entering a new reality. Yeah, yeah that's so true. That's that really funny and really... This is David Lynch almost. 2016 was definitely the transition year. It was like in Twin Peaks, uh, the last season where they're driving in the, the car on the road and they have to drive a certain... That was like America in 2016. And now we're all stuck in this reality like, remember, Dale wakes up and he's not really Dale anymore. No, and he's Dougie. Yeah, and he keeps looking up. Well, no, no, no. At the very end, I'm talking about the very end, when he tries to fix everything. Oh, yeah. Dale is like America. Like, we just woke up in this alternate reality and we're trying to play catch up. Well, we're Palmer's alive. Yeah. We fucked up big time. Like, we look back on 2016 and we, we took a shot and we may have fucked up big time. I'm always hopeful about the future, I think. You know, I think even if something bad happens or no matter what happens, humanity has a way of always working it out. That's the thing. People will talk about the day they're on their fucking deathbed about another civil war happening, some big crash happening, some World big life three. Event. The big fucking joke is it ain't going to happen. Life just keeps going. Yeah. Life just keeps going. World just gets a little bit shittier. East Nashville Confessions. All right, hit me. Are you ready for some East Nashville Confessions? Yep. 
Finding out that I am my GF's second choice and not her first is the worst feeling ever. Should I get out before she beats me to it? Read that again. Finding out that I am my GF's second choice and not her first is the worst feeling ever. Should I get out before she beats me to it? Uh, well, d- that's not enough details. I, that's what that's what I thought too. Um, because is he? Does he just think he's second choice, or did he snoop through her phone? Did he hear it from a friend? Did he hear her talking about it when she right. didn't think he was around? And li- that that's kind of like to- that's totally misleading. If he found out that she actively wants someone else and he's second choice, yeah, you gotta get out of that. Yeah. But he may be just be being a bitch. Like, he may be like, oh, her ex-boyfriend broke up with her, so I'm second choice. That's I, not true. I think either way, this guy or girl should break up with their girlfriend either way and do, <laughs> and do some self-reflection. I'm not he even trying needs, to be funny. Yeah, he definitely needs self-reflection. I just always think your advice is always break up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I know. That's... A, uh, yeah, I'm he, noticing a theme. He, he needs to do some self-reflection because, well, either he does need to get out of the relationship or he's got an issue. Sturgill Simpson once saying, if there is any doubt, there is no doubt. The gut don't ever lie. Mm-hmm. So that's the advice you need to follow. Yeah, I like that advice. Your gut will always tell you what's right. Yeah. You know, no matter what other people say, your gut will tell you what's right. So you think he should, he should talk to her or you think he should just leave? Uh, I mean, that depends on the... He should definitely talk to her. Don't just leave. I think he should definitely talk to her. How do you approach that situation? What if he did snoop through her phone? Then tell her. And enough with the snooping through the phones. Like, what the fuck? And you know what's weird about snooping through the phones? You know what I don't have on my phone? A password. I put my motherfucking name on it. <laughs> You're just willing for anyone to anyone go into Anyone at any time can read any of my texts... You see me on the street, just fucking ask me. If I lose my phone, personal information's yours. I don't believe in passwords. Passwords are for assholes, and people need to keep shit hidden. I got nothing hidden. I'm an open fucking book. You know what? Fuck this guy. (laughs) His girlfriend should break up with him. (laughs) Well, we got to the bottom of that one. My girlfriend and I are losers. Like, really bad. I've lived in Nashville for nine years. She has for five or so years. We are in our early to mid-30s and spend essentially every waking moment together, which is fine, but we basically have no friends at all. Mm -hmm. The ones we do have are basically quote-unquote work friends and don't share a lot of actual interests in life. We like to travel and be outdoors, kayaking, camping, etc. We... We aren't too wrapped up in the whole Kardashian lifestyle that the kids seem to enjoy nowadays. Oh, Jesus. At any rate, WTF is wrong with us. How do we, as a couple, meet some cool folks that don't have kids, enjoy traveling, and like to drink and float down rivers? I have met some people, and I think they are cool, but it's as if they have enough friends already and don't have room for another friend in their life. You sound like a fucking asshole. Are these swingers? Maybe. I don't okay, know. Okay, hold on. I gotta say, I do have something to say about this one. Okay, so th- what this guy is describing is not like a bad life. He basically found like a best friend and they just do all this awesome stuff together. He said they go kayaking, they go camping. But clearly, there's something missing in that relationship if he is like, how do we find friends? Because he's got a great situation and it's not enough. Yeah, I mean... that's... What he's describing 
is technically what a lot of people are shooting for as far as relationships go. Like someone you can spend like a lot of time with, do awesome stuff with. You can kind of, it's like, you, you know, you guys versus the world or whatever. But clearly that's not enough for him. Yeah, that's true. I didn't, you know even, I mean? I didn't even think about that. Because he's describing a pretty awesome situation. Like It sounds like they have a good life. Right, but it, clearly it's not good enough for him because he's like, how do we find friends? The fuck do you need friends for? I don't know. I think I think I've never been in a serious long term relationship like that, but I think it's good to to have some friends outside of the relationship. Oh yeah, no, totally. Like you need to live like independent lives, but clearly like it doesn't sound like they do it all. It sounds mm-hmm. he said in the beginning that they spend every waking moment together, which I I personally don't think that's healthy. I don't think that's a yeah. good thing. Well, I mean, again, it all it all depends because. Technically, that is like – because if someone does fall in love and they get married or whatever, that's like their best friend. You know what I mean? They want to spend all their time with them. Yeah. Every waking moment, that's a little weird. I'm hoping he's exaggerating. But it sounds like something's missing with this guy or this relationship because why wouldn't that be enough for you? And obviously, you can find find friends doing fucking anything. Well, the thing that's off-putting to me, there's two two particular things. He talked about like how we're being so judgmental. About I know these we're two. being really fucking. Like judgmental. I need to take a step off my high horse just to give. My no, I'm I'm getting up on on the high horse even further. He right, criticizes I'm gonna, people. I'm gonna get down. I'm gonna get down <laughs> for the Kardashian lifestyle. That's a little weird. Wait, I, I'm off my high horse. I have no judgments. <laughs> I'm I'm completely judging him for that. Um, I mean, people are gonna live how they want to live. You know, there there are people. Again, it's. It's like our, our future president said, Kanye West. <laughs> he would have something to say about this. He's, talk, he's talking shit about his wife. Yeah, he would. Um, the the, the well, Kardashian what, lifestyle. What I just, would Kanye say about that? I think Kanye would say that this guy does not have Yo, I hate when people say stuff like the, the Kardashian lifestyle. You know what I mean? We all got different lifestyles. I got a lifestyle. You I got, got the lifestyle. Kanye lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to live the Kardashian lifestyle. Don't try to live the Kanye lifestyle. You be you. Live the you lifestyle. Yeah, that's that's true. The, the other thing is I met – when he said I met some people I think are cool but as if they have enough friends already and don't have room for yeah, another friend in their life. what the fuck does that mean? When I would say look, look within yourself then and find out maybe like take a step back and try and consider – because there's a few red flags. The Kardashian thing, spending every waking moment yeah, together, saying like people you, don't yeah. want to be your friend. Yeah. Sounds a little self-centered. Have you ever had somebody say to you, like, look, I really like you, but I have enough friends? No. <laughs> no one except you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a weird thing to say to somebody. I think he's filling in a lot of conclusions and being as judgmental as we are. Yeah. He's a judgmental prick like us. Yeah. Hey, man, uh, just take a step back and do some reflection. That's, that's your advice that, for everybody. <laughs> I think that's, that's important and healthy. You just, I agree, yeah. You no, got to look at the situation. Look at yourself. Both of these people, I'll say this, both of these people do need self-reflection because they seem like they don't know who the fuck they are. This first guy has some sort of weird, he's either in a bad relationship where his girlfriend actively wants someone else or he is a really jealous motherfucker, which... Never good. Yeah, never good. Um, and then this second guy, he seems like he's got like a good situation, but it's not enough for him. So both of these people need to fucking buck up, fucking grab life by the balls. I got a third and final one. Okay. I hope this one's good. Girlfriend recently broke up with me after four and a half years. Oof. 
How does a guy get over something like this? I love her very much. We have spent a lot of time together. She told me she wanted to work on herself. We both oh, have our bitch. ups and downs. Motherfucker. But she didn't even want to talk about it. Of course not. When will the pain not. stop? I've never felt this before. Also, being in a relationship this long, how does one start dating again? Okay, what's this guy's name? Oh, no name. Is it anonymous? Yeah, it's, it's all okay, anonymous. Okay, first off... Buddy, of course she doesn't want to talk about it because she's probably being a selfish bitch. And if she talks about it, she's going to feel bad about herself. And her only goal right now is self-preservation. So she is fucking doing her thing. So what you need to do is just do your thing. You need to take some time for yourself. You need to fucking do some self-reflection. Fucking bury yourself. Just bury yourself for a few weeks. Get into the gym. Start working out. Hit the gym. That'll make you feel good. You give a good workout every day. Watch some old movies you like. Like, really, don't even... Do not talk to her. Do not talk to her. Don't do reach, out, reach out, dude. Do not reach out. Take, like, a month, two months for yourself. And then, as far as dating again, it's 2018, bro. Go to a bar. Pick a chick up. Go to the grocery store. Pick a chick up. Tinder. Get Tinder. Get... What's the other one? Bumble. Bumble. <laughs> Such a weird name. Uh, yeah, man. He'll be all right. Did yeah, right. I, I mean, you know, uh, breakups always are shitty. Uh, maybe she's being genuine, dude. Maybe she does really want to work on herself. Maybe she's got some shit going on. No, she clearly has shit going on. So what this guy should do is just distance himself. Yeah. It's over, man. Maybe maybe like sucking another dick. He's going to suck another dick? No, what? she, 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 you know she might already be. If he's into it. Go for it, man. Yeah, suck no judgment. Dick. Hey, no judgment. This is We're going we're gonna to get down off our high horse yeah. now. You want some self-reflection? Put a dick in your mouth. You'll figure out who you are real quick. I think we should end on that note. That's the perfect way to end it. Okay.